we have a show to do. Almost forgot. I love how the online audience can still hear. And the podcast audience, yeah. What's up, YouTube? What's up, podcast audience? Yeah, they can hear this part. That's why I just talk nonsense the whole time until it starts. screen what's up hey ladies and gentlemen this is word of god church presents gratitude unfiltered what's up everybody how you guys doing how was everyone's christmas did you guys did everyone come home really interesting uh we are live right now on the e360 network streaming on youtube facebook amazon fire apple tv and roku uh, so you're watching Word of God Presents, Gratitude Unfiltered. Uh, it's a little bit different than what you see during the weekday. Um, this is, on this side, we have my brother's keeper. What's Say hi, everybody. And the lovely ladies over here from my sister's keeper. Say hi. They're kind of in a mood today. You know, it's an interesting day. Um... I, so I was thinking about last week, and I didn't really start thinking about last week's show until three minutes before this started, and I was like, what the heck am I going to talk about? And, you know, last week we talked about what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do for God? What would you do for the kingdom if you knew you wouldn't fail? And, of course, it was a trick question because in Christ you can't fail. Your failures are setups. Your, the obstacles that you face are there for a reason. The, you know, you God. One of the we actually talked about this on Christmas Day, and I thought it was really interesting. Is, you know, we we give our life to Christ, we 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 surrender, and then we go through our journey because you know we all would admit after we gave our life to Christ, the spiritual high wore off after but what week two. Did it? No. How long does spiritual high last for you? It did? That's impressive. For me, it lasted a couple weeks, and a lot of people have asked about this question. It's, it's like a couple weeks. And then the work begins. And this is where the importance of seeking the relationship with Christ matters so much, is because this is where we get to learn. And when we spend time with God, he's going to reveal things to us that we get to work on in our life. And thank God, I mean, there are some days I wish that you could just give it to me all at once, you know, like, just, just get this learning over with, but it doesn't, I don't think we could physically handle the, the pain of that sometimes. And one of the things that I've learned in my own walk is that with each thing that we face, we, and we conquer it, so whether it's addiction, whether it's um, poor relationship choices, whether it's learning discernment, because whatever the lesson is that we get to learn, with each one that we face and conquer, we become bigger than that obstacle. And as we get, as we overcome those obstacles, we get more confident. And we eventually get to a point where just like, okay, you know what, I'm addicted to facing this, so bring it on, God, bring it to me, bring it to me. We get to that point, but it's a journey. And then so many of us get discouraged in our walk. When we fail, we get stuck in that failure. And we let it set it back. We let it paralyze us. We let it, we let it keep us down instead of getting back up, learning from it, and moving forward. That happens to so many of us. And I don't even know why I went off on that little tangent. I, I think it's because of this. When I started thinking about last week's show, I was talking about the whole point of that, what would you do? It's, it's about your purpose. It's about your vision. It's what your destiny is. Each and every single one of you that are in this audience, every single one of you watching online, were created for a very unique, specific purpose. You have a unique role in this world, is what you were designed for. Yet a lot of us are, not, are, are terrified to approach it. A lot of us don't believe we are worthy of a better life. A lot of us 
don't believe that we're worthy of a good relationship or we don't think we're worthy just to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, it, it gets to that point. But what I, what I thought about when the reason why I started thinking about last week's show is because another part of this, this, the, these steps towards our destiny and our purpose is something very subtle that can knock us off. And it happened to me today. Um, I've shared over and over again, like I'm, I'm so excited for, there's a lot of things falling into place for me going back to California. There's things professionally that are falling into place that have me so excited to the point that I haven't slept in three weeks. Like it's, 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 I'm constantly thinking, I'm going, okay, this is where we can do this and do this and do this. And this is how the church fits in here. And this is like, I'm literally future tripping to the point that I have to force myself to get back present. And here come the holidays. Like I love my routine. I love my routine knowing that I'm going to be at church on Wednesday night. I do my morning show every day. I've got my workout schedule down. I've got church on Wednesday. Oh, wait, no, we didn't have church Wednesday. So then there's more time. Like I'm away. So it's like now I've got more time in my head. And I start dreaming more. And, and I'm distracted. And I'm future tripping. And then here we go tonight. So what you guys don't know is before every single show, I never prepare. I don't prepare. I don't. Like the, my quiet times and or typically it, that's what feeds my mind. That's how I learn. But typically I go to the gym about 4 o'clock right before the show starts. I work out again and it's, I'm getting my mind clear and I'm like, God, what do you got for me? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to speak about tonight? And sometimes I'm like waiting the last minute going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Like I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And then all of a sudden, like clockwork, it'll drop on me. And so that's where the content comes from on the show. Well, tonight I got distracted because I was watching the OU football game. <laughs> so <laughs> hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. And so the game started at, what, 3.20, I think the kickoff was. And so, like, there was no going to the gym for me because I wanted to watch the game. Why I watched it, I have no idea. It was awful. But so it, it distracted me, so my routine's off. I didn't have that. And, like, I'm still kind of waiting for God to go, what are you going to tell me what to talk about, God? Like, I don't know. But maybe this is it. So... <laughs> I got distracted. I allowed this to get distracted. But before the show even started, it was right when football season started, as you guys remember. Sometimes you guys weren't here because you were working at the games. And for me, I actually thought about asking the pastor, hey, can we, can we move the show up early so I can watch the night football games? I actually legitimately thought about asking this. And God literally... I swear it was like the, the Holy Ghost kicking the nuts. Oh, I can't say that. Um, the Holy Ghost, um, it was uh, a smack across the face. It's like, this is your dream. This is what you've always wanted to do. I've never had a live audience before doing this show. I mean, except on like, you know, streaming, but not like live interaction where I can sit and talk to you guys. I didn't have that. And here it is, my dream, and I'm wanting to already negotiate with God going, hey. So, like, and he got, he corrected me really quick, and all of a sudden I go, yeah, you know what? I don't care. I'll watch the game in the second half. It gets more interesting at that anyway. Well, my point is this, I think. The devil, the enemy, doesn't have to attack us and throw a tragedy in our way. The devil doesn't have to give us a flat tire on the way to church. The devil doesn't have to get us fired. The devil doesn't have to have our spouse cheat on us to win. All he really has to do to, is distract us. Because think about all of the things that have happened in your life. Why are you here? Why are you here? Think about that. Think about the choices that you made that got you here and you're part of this program. And I know some of you are here voluntarily, but 
you're here to like make a life change, right? Okay. This, rem this story reminds me of another situation of getting distracted because and sometimes it's so sneaky and subtle and sometimes you're not even really aware of what's happening. But when I was in college, I had an opportunity to announce a cheerleading competition. It was my very first time on a mic. And it was this big national competition. It was in Orlando, Florida. And it went really, really well. Like so well that the owner of the company wanted to hook me up with an agent out of college. And I was so, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. This could be life changing because I can just get money to talk. Like what a gig in college to do that, really? Just to say whatever I wanted to say, like that's amazing. And get paid for it, nonetheless. So a couple weeks later, my, I hadn't heard anything from, from this person that was supposed to call. And so my buddies and I decided that we were going to drop acid and go ride go-karts at Islands of Adventure in, um, in, in Fort Lauderdale. It seemed like a great idea at the time. So about 45 minutes into after eating acid, we decided to drive to Fort Lauderdale to go to this, this place. Well, guess what? The phone rang. And it was the agent. <laughs> So through talking to him, I start to realize that I think I sound a little bit goofy. And I sound a little bit out of my mind. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I ate acid. And it was starting to hit me. Needless to say, I, I got I chickened out and I ended up saying, sorry, I'm so sorry, sir. I've been drinking heavily since 9.30 this morning. Like that was going to help the situation. I've been drinking heavily since 9.30 in the morning. And uh, I, I, need to, I need to call you back. Needless to say, I didn't call back, and he sure as heck didn't call me. Looking back at that, I got distracted. I got distracted with this, this desire to while out and have fun. I know the holidays, and, and, and I lost an opportunity that there's no telling where my, my life would be at, right? I don't know. <clears throat> I bring this up because... Again, it's an example of the devil, only all it really needs to do is distract you with something that's a little fun. The holidays are tough for a lot of us because there's downtime. Sometimes it's a trigger and it reminds us of bad, of, of, you know, bad memories with family or loss or death or divorce. Or sometimes you just have a big family and they get drunk and fight the whole time. The holidays are weird for people. So a lot of us want to isolate and get in our head and think of ways to escape how we're feeling. And like I'm, I'm, I'm no different to that. I, um, I have a weird confession to make. Not like a real confession, like I'm not, I didn't do anything bad, but like I was in my head. Like I was wanting to like go, oh crap, what am I gonna do? I have downtime. I didn't really wanna be around a bunch of people. And I was thinking, okay, this is not good, this is not good. So I got in my car after I found a gym to work out at, I started driving around. I drove by the pastor's house and literally drove through and I was like, ah, that's gonna be weird if I show up. And then I just kept driving. So then I called him. I went just like, oh, Merry Christmas. And, and that was good and it kind of helped, helped me feel a little bit better. But like, I was still kind of like, man, I, 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 I need to get out of my head a little bit. And it was tough and I knew, but I knew the whole time like, I'm so grateful for this ministry just beating obedience into our heads because the whole time I was going, I know this is a test, but it didn't mean that it was easy. It didn't mean that I wasn't sitting there going, my brain, like, throwing all kinds of stuff at me, like, going, oh, you got a couple days to kill. You don't have a show till Saturday. You can get a little crazy. No one's going to know. Like, you know, all the stuff the devil does to us. And... I was just praying. I just started, I, I started praying in tongues because I didn't know what else to do because I couldn't distract myself enough. And I was like, who do I call about this? You know, like, I don't even know. Start praying in tongues, and then the pastor called. I was like, sweet. <laughs> and I end up having legitimately one of the best Christmases of my life, just having fellowship. And so it reminds me of this. And I guess th maybe this is the point. I don't know. I still don't even know what the point of this is. But distraction is a real thing. 
Like, your purpose is so important. Like, that's what God created you for. You have unique DNA for a reason. You have a unique skill set for a reason. All the devil needs to do is distract you just a little bit to knock you off of this path. Because the path to your purpose, the line, the, 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 the line is so thin. It's like a fishing line. It's just, like, there's an accelerated way you can go. It's just being all-out obedient, all-out surrendered, all-out willing to face every giant, realizing that every test that you face is just something placed there to teach you something. It's just something for you to overcome. It's just, it, you know you're victorious. It's a fine line. There's a fast lane to your purpose that you can take. But all the devil has to do is get you to a little bit off, and next thing you know, you're just all over the place because it doesn't take much. That's why I love when they talk about confession and, 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 and asking for forgiveness and repenting. Like, the sooner you do it, the easier it is. It's because the easier you repent, the faster you can get back on the fast track. Because God designed you to succeed. God designed you to succeed. In Christ, the victory is guaranteed. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. In fact, the path... The, the more you're going after what God created you to do, the harder things are going to get. But you also get to know that you're going to win. You're going to be victorious. So even as you sit here today, online audience, those of you that are struggling with whatever it may be, the best thing about Christ, the best thing about our Savior, and those of you that are not believers... I want to just, tonight is like a, a night. I want you just to take a risk and just start talking to Jesus. Because the thing about it is, all of you that have these, like, you worship, like, 85 gods and you believe in, like, a higher power and all this stuff. Like, here's the thing. There's one Savior. There's one path to freedom, and that is through Jesus Christ. It just is. And I... Like, I, I want to challenge you tonight because here's the one thing I know about spiritual but not religious people and people that have other religions and other gods that they pray to. I do know this for a fact. You're still burdened by all the same crap you've been burdened with your whole life. You're dealing with spiritual attacks in the worst way, and honestly, you don't have any real way of defeating it. In Christ, you do. In Christ, you have an authority, you have a kingdom authority that is so powerful and so extraordinary, it will take you to heights that you never, ever could have dreamed are possible. Man, I'm all over the place today. But the one thing I will tell you about distraction is this. You can always just go back to God because there's nothing on TV for you to watch. There's nothing on TV that's going to stir you back to your purpose. There's nothing on TV or radio that's going to, to bring you back in line with where God wants you to be. And sometimes when you're distracted, you can just cry out to God and get silent and try to get back and get present with him. I mean, I'm just like working all these tricks out of the top of my head because, look, I'm, I'm going for something really, really big for God. I'm believing God for something big. That challenge I threw out at you, I'm nearly arrogant about what I believe God is about to do. Actually, I don't even believe it. I know it. But guess what? With that comes a lot of attacks. With that comes a lot of betrayal. With that comes a lot of hurt feelings. With that comes a lot of like going, having to go, is this person belong in my life? Because the enemy will come at you through other people people that are close to you, your family. Like, was the holidays, honestly, guys, was the holidays a challenge for you being back with your family? Yeah? I would imagine. The other thing, too, through this little process, and it's good because, like, again, God keeps showing up when I need him. And God, like, when I'm starting to, like, get a little uncomfortable in my head by crying out to God, like, he'll show up in some weird way, and maybe he's showing up to another person, like the pastor calling. And that literally, 
I don't know what my Christmas would have been like. I wasn't going to go wild out. I wasn't going to do anything crazy, but I could have had a Christmas full of depression. And as I was in my head, I just gave it to God. And it kind of recentered my focus. Now, I mean, the OU game today is like a silly example because it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to watch the OU game. It's a playoff game. But in the end, really, how important was the OU game towards feeding towards my purpose? Other than the fact that it gave me content to talk about tonight. I mean, about being distracted. Like, how important was it really? So, what I want to challenge you with is this. Like Elizabeth last week was talking about, like she's working towards building on her purpose now and stepping in that. She's, she's preparing. I challenge a lot of you guys with different things, and I hope that you took it serious. You, it's never too late. I mean, it, it's never too early to start preparing for what is on the other side when you get out of here. It's, it's never too late. You can start now, and it could be just writing. Some of you, you're, the task I gave you was just writing. But you'll, one of the best feelings in the world is when you get into a flow, and you just feel like you're starting to soar, and you take off, and you feel like you just have no turbulence. One of the biggest challenges that you're going to face is as that happens, <laughs> a crosswind or a brick gets thrown at you <laughs> through your window or something like that. What I want to challenge you to do is anything that's in your life that is going to distract you from your purpose, start getting rid of it. Because it's a lot easier the minute. It's kind of like sin, turning away from it immediately. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a lot easier when you remove the distraction immediately. It could be a woman, could be a man, it could be, it could be a job. I mean, I can tell you many, many times when I knew God didn't want me to get a job, but I wasn't trusting God. I wasn't trusting God to provide. So I was settling for jobs that were bad for me. I was looking at the dollar amount. You know what happened? I, it, it, they were toxic, bad, awful, horrible environments for me that triggered me in every which way. And I know that sometimes when you get triggered, it's giving power to someone else. But when you're having money threatened over your head and you're being cursed at all the time and all that, like that's not a good environment. Especially when you're nursing yourself back to health, when God's like working with you to heal. And when God, and you know it in your spirit that God has asked you to rest. And rest doesn't mean staying in bed all day either. And resting and abiding in him and, and, and letting him speak to you and nurse you back to health. No woman on the planet, no man on the planet is going to nurse you back to health. There's only one person that can do that. No pharmaceutical drug, no, no illegal drug is ever going to do that for you. There's only one that can. So remove the distractions. Have the courage to do it immediately. It'll make your path so much easier. And here's the thing. I don't, again, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. I hope it's making sense to somebody because I know it just doesn't apply to me. And maybe it's only applying to people online. I have no idea. But the fact is it's an overlooked thing. We all talk about destiny and vision. And it's an easy thing to talk about. It's a fun thing talk, to talk about making our dreams come true. But there's little booby traps along the way that we have to look out for. And sometimes they're subtle. And subtle can be the distraction. The other thing, I was talking about future tripping. Remember when I was telling you, talking to you about getting out of your body and you knew what I meant? You know how that happens too? Is when you start like thinking and just stay stuck on this, like something outside of you. Like you can stay stuck in your vision. Your vision's a great thing, but when you live in your vision, like you're constantly thinking about it and that's it, and you're not present, you sometimes will miss what God is trying to teach you in the moment. And 
and I, I mean, and this is something that I wrestle with. Like my, I, I'm, I love the gift that God gave me, but it, there's a flip side to it. <laughs> I can live in it. It's kind of like they say, you know, don't focus only on your gifts, like your spiritual gifts and trying to develop those. Like really it's about the relationship with Jesus and letting that manifest your gifts and letting that manifest the, the, the promises of God. But it comes through the relationship. But your, when you start future tripping, it kind of takes you outside of your body as well and you're not present. And the thing that I know is I have, it's crunch time. There's a month left and I'm leaving for San Diego. It would be real easy for me to stay lost in all the things I'm gonna do in San Diego and miss the lessons that I have to learn here. We are so blessed to be a part of a ministry where we learn some hard lessons, real lessons, kingdom lessons. Everything our pastor is teaching us is teaching us and preparing us to fulfill our destiny, to live our destiny. He, it's almost, it, it's, he, it's so simplified, it's complicated sometimes because it's so easy for our minds to start complicating. But I want to challenge you, no matter how long you're here for, whether it's a month, a couple weeks, six months, 11 months, a year, really focus on being present in the moment with God. And when you're, you have the opportunity to learn from a pastor or a speaker or someone's testimony, be present with it because you don't know the lesson that God's trying to teach you. That will, you will later understand. I'm not pointing, sorry, I'm not trying to point at you. You, you may take a little bit of time for you to go, oh my gosh, that's what he was trying to teach me. Your failures, which are not really failures, but your failures are also here to teach you. I, I, I think about, so one of the things that I'm just going to share a little bit, I don't know if that applies to you or not, but for what my dream is and what I have, I've had the experience of doing and what I believe, I'm believing God for in, in the entertainment industry and the, the, the gratitude and filtered and acting and producing and the other things that I'm blessed to be able to do, one of the things that I must have is a team. And it, I can't, you, you, you can't do it alone. No one can. I can't do it alone. I've been on this journey alone up until I got back to Oklahoma. And now I have a team. I mean, the camera guys, the producers, the directors back there, the sound guys, like that's a team. And as this ministry moves forward, there's gonna be more teams assembled. And as I move forward and move on, there's gonna be a new team that I build and I'm a part of. I can't do it alone. One of the other things that I wanna challenge you with and that I've learned the hard way, and I wanna share this with you because I believe some of you have a very similar path career-wise that I do. Not all of you, some of you do, but this applies for any career path. Your truth and when you're not being honest with yourself, because honestly, if you're not honest with yourself, you're, you, you can't be honest with anybody. You will realize that if you, when you're living a lie, the people that come into your life are not your people. They're not your tribe. They're not your team. They're not. Because if you can't be honest with your tribe, what, I mean, what do, you, what do you think they're there for? Someone they don't know, so it's not really your team. I didn't understand this principle. This is why I'm really, really, I, I obsess about the supernatural power of truth so much because I believe what the truth does, one, when you're able to be honest with yourself and then honest with other people, that fear that you held on to about, well, they're not gonna like me if they find out I have HIV. They're not gonna like me if they find out I've been in jail. They're not gonna like me if they find out. 
keep, I can go on and on and on and on. We all tell ourselves these stories. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I've got pimples. I've got scars. I've got this. I stutter. I, and, and no one's going to like me for these reasons. It's all a lie. The minute we decide to own our truth and go with it, what happens is, yeah, people are going to fall off. People are going to run away from you. People are going to like, yes, I don't want anything to do with that guy. But guess what happens? You make room for God to put the people that belong there in your life. And in my journey, I suffered a lot of loss. Business deals where I thought after being homeless, I thought, oh, I'm going to broker this movie deal and I'm going to make $25 million. Didn't get paid. I'm going to broker this oil deal, and I'm going to make $15 million a month. Yeah, that didn't happen either. Promises after promise, getting going to business meeting after business meeting, being promised the world and spending an exorbitant amount of money trying to impress somebody so they will do business with me. And they really just wanted the free dinner and drinks. Agents. In my industry, I need an agent or a manager or both. It depends on the skill set of the person. I've been to people's managers before. I know what it takes. But I remember being so desperate for a team that I just settled for any manager that said they believed in me. And the truth was they were just looking to take paychecks. I was actually the one doing all the work. It's disappointing. It's heartbreaking. It's disappointing to have somebody say they believe in you and they really just want to take advantage of you. That's going to happen. But you know what I believe? I believe it happened because I wasn't living my truth. Your truth will set you apart from everyone else. It will unlock so much, and it will unlock and make room for the people that need to be there, and it will make room for God to do real work in your life. Because when you can get honest with yourself, you can also recognize the areas that you need to work on and you need to heal. Maybe it's how you show up in relationships. Maybe it's your relationship with alcohol. Maybe it's your relationship with sex. And sometimes in this journey, you may be forced to isolate and be alone and pull back and just be present with God to let God talk to you. Because sometimes the other noise and the people you think are your friends that are not really your friends are there to distract you. A pretty lady handsome guy you know they, they think oh they love the Lord just like me yay and next thing you know you're fighting before church you're drinking again smoking a little dope because they do and you want to be comfortable with them but you got seduced by the how you were feeling warm and fuzzy inside flesh you got it let's just <laughs> take a sawed off shotgun to the flesh and just murder it and live in the spirit like I'm so pumped up about this fast this fast coming up for the ministry I want to challenge every one of you to do it because we've prayed on Monday night and an online audience you're not real familiar with this you've heard us talk about it we have a corporate prayer where we all get together and pray. Some of us pray in groups. We pray out loud. We pray together. It's a very powerful night, and we've seen some really amazing things happen. Um, and I would actually like to challenge you to do the Daniel Fast with us for 28 days, starting January 2nd. I can tell you that I do intermittent fasting every day, and... It's, there's something special about those times of not eating, but then to basically sacrifice everything that tastes good <laughs> to do this Daniel fast, you know, this is, this is where Daniel unlocked a lot of his superpowers and how he overcame an enemy. And I don't know the whole story verbatim, so I'm not going to repeat it and embarrass myself, but I do know that this fast, it sets the stage for God to do powerful things in your life and powerful things through you. And a lot of you are talking real big about the new year and how it's gonna be different. Well, I can tell you right now, a new job, a new car, a new house, a new boyfriend, new girlfriend, 
none of that stuff is going to change anything until you change your mind and the way you ch and, and, and like you start working on your mind and doing a fast is one way to clear out all the noise in your mind and then allow God to start working on your heart because once it gets in your heart that's when real change happens and I'm believing for this ministry that this fast is going to transform a lot of things I guarantee you God is going to start speaking to some of you all in ways and, and including myself like I'm pumped up for it because I'm ready I'm believing God big things for all of you I don't come up here and say that because I want to I say it because I believe it and and that this fast I believe is going to be what transforms a lot of our mindsets and our way of being and more importantly our relationship with Jesus because through Jesus we can do all things so that's that so I want to finish the show um, with gratitude and and I want to spread a little bit of gratitude through the airwaves for the online audience and online audience if you have the capability to, to comment um, I would like for you to do the same thing and follow along and play along with the rest of us. But those of you who would like to come up and express gratitude for anything that happened over the holidays, anything that you've learned, um, just where you're at, just express your gratitude. So I'm going to leave the mic open. You guys came up here and talked about your problems. Come on. You can talk about your gratitude, too. Anything. Anything you're grateful for? I'll break the ice here. Uh, I'm grateful for our pastors, Philip and Melda, uh, all of our leaders and directors here at this place. Uh, thankful for my family, man. It was good to get with my family, see all my nieces and nephews running around playing, uh, get to interact with them. And clean and sober mind, man, that's a blessing in itself. And uh, thankful, for all, thankful for all the brothers that came back to NBK. Proud of you guys, man. Y'all are doing good works here, so. Just thankful for everything the Lord is doing in my life. Amen. What'd you do to your finger? I did that pick in my nose once. It was kind of embarrassing. Oh, who else wants to express some gratitude? All right, this shirt's gonna be awesome on TV too. <laughs> did your socks match? Let me see him. No, I didn't put them on. Oh, oh, okay. I wore them for Christmas. <laughs> well, Christmas, this year's been rough because my wife died. But we had a good Christmas. And I was at my stepdaughter's house. And I got a present from Santa. I opened it up, and it was his shirt. And then, I didn't know who gave it to me or anything, and so I was talking to my stepdaughter's dad. You know, he's kind of big, big stomach, gray hair. And I said, well, you don't have to work until next year. And I was, he was looking at me. Then my daughter says, well, he's the one that gave you that shirt. I've known this man for 44 years. And for 44 years, he always hated me being around. He said, you know, I'm not part of the family. So when I found out, I started crying. So I guess I'm part of the family. Amen. That's beautiful. Golly. How many of those, like, that, I love that. I, I like it because, I mean, it gives me encouragement. Like, I pray to see my twins. Like, my daughter messaged me on Christmas Day and said, I miss the twins. I want to see the twins so bad. And I, we, I haven't seen them since they were two, and I don't think she has either. And, like, I'm believing God, like, that's going to happen for me too and have that same kind of moment because, you know, I'm not supposed to see them ever again. So I'm believing God for it. That's amazing. That's encouraging for me. So thank you for sharing that. Even if it's 44 years later. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful for uh, what, what I get to do. 
uh, it's an awesome thing to all the things I've done that took people, broke up marriages. Now, not only am I high, not high, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that I could be a part of men's restoration. Uh, I'm blessed. If I need something, pretty much every time I can call James, and he could, I, he got what I need, man. That's that's that's. And now, now I, all I gotta do is walk around the corner, and my pastor's right there. If I need, if I need somebody, to, you know, that's that's an awesome thing, man, to have this umbrella that I have. That, that it is so, it is so awesome. Uh, I, uh, I, I, every every day, you know, I think of, I think of like. I come out of a family with people that's, I mean, out there. There's men sitting right there in them chairs that know some of them, and they can tell you. And, and uh, to, I hear so many stories about Pastor and Pastor Melba's families. Their families was wild, too. And, and to know that they all come and see Pastor, I mean, think 40 years later, and he's still walking it, that gives me encouragement um, to see I, I explained this to the men in the home a couple of weeks ago. We don't have a pastor that talks about you should do what the Bible says. We have a pastor that does it in front of us. And that right there lets us know that it's possible for, for us. Uh, when I was fresh in, in this walk, you know, I'd, I'd say I forgive you because I knew the Bible said I had to forgive you to be forgiven. But as I continue to walk with with. Uh, the Lord uh, set up under this umbrella, be ministered by my head pastor and his wife. I, I see that it's that, that it's possible to one day forgive somebody, and it, next time they do something bad to me, it, not the last time they've done it, pops in my head. I want to get to that level, you know, where uh, the Bible says when he forgets, he forgets, it's gone. And uh, I've been in March; it'll be ten years that I arrived here on the seventeenth day of March, and. Uh, I, I have got to be a part of so many men's restoration, uh, I and that 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 is great. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I can go into the prisons now and I can walk back out. I never would have thought that, man. Who would have ever thought something like that? Uh, and and uh, just to be you guys, man, I've I, I wished above all things that each and every one of you get a relationship where you're never in front of a judge again. A relationship that your your families out there that are still in darkness, that when you're around them and they continue to see that you're walking upright, not, not a man of compromise, that they change. Um, Pastor Phillips said all his friends, all his old buddies, he, he got to lead to the Lord. The people that was betting that he wouldn't make it six months, he got to lead them to the Lord. Um, I, this Christmas day, I went to uh, the lady that stood in and took the place of my grandma. She was the one married to my grandpa when he passed away, but she called and invited us to dinner. And uh, I've got an uncle that is uh, mentally challenged, and uh, I wish I would have took a picture of him the other day, man, but... He was cleaned up like Lucas is, but uh, but before we ate, before we ate, he was all nice and clean and everything. I ain't seen him that way in 20 years, but uh, man, when he started eating, it all changed. <laughs> it, it was it was it was all over him and stuff. And uh, I, after after it was over with, I, I said, "Come here, Abe. Let me clean." I wanted to wipe his shirt off so it might not stain and all that stuff. He goes, "Ah, oh, that stuff ain't important," but. Uh, that he 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 always the whole time we were sitting in the living room, he would talk the Bible with me. He even though he's mentally challenged, he knows the Bible. And every every individual that that he sees, he if you're around him ten minutes, he'll say some something about the Lord. And to be able to sit there and be able to talk with him about it and know what he's talking about was an awesome feeling because before I come to my brother's keeper, I'd be like, shut up, you know. <laughs> we didn't have no relationship, but now we had, I had an awesome time, man. I did. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I used to be like that when my mom would send me Charles Stanley devotionals. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not going to read that. Now I love them. Go figure. 
all of them? I love it when the ladies talk. Yeah. By the way, you have a great singing voice. Wow. All right. I'll let you go first. Look at all of you. Oh, Elizabeth is not here. Okay, so I had a really great time over my pass. Um, I didn't get one last pass, so I'm grateful to have one this pass. Um, I learned a lot, you know, like, I mean, I kind of felt like everybody was, like, looking at me, but I was, like, looking at everybody else, you know, like, and how good they're doing, and, you know, it was kind of like I felt like an equality, like a sense of balance in, in my family life, like, So, um, you know, I'm just grateful that I get to have this experience with these people that are also uh, becoming a part of my family, you know, day by day. Um, I'm getting to experience, you know, my heart opening up and my mind opening up to where I don't have to worry about, you know, like making up for what happened in the past or I don't have to, to worry about like how am I going to say sorry next time because, you know, I'm given a chance to, you know, God's teaching me about repentance and deliverance from sin, you know, so um, that's what I'm learning. So I'm grateful that I got to come back and I'm grateful that I get to stay, uh, you know, and I, I get to look forward to the new hope and the new future that I have. Um, I'm grateful for um, this place, for my brother's keeper. I'm, uh, I, was, I was around my dad um, and he's still on heroin, so I got to to see like what I came out of, you know, God showed me. And I mean, it, it was like, I never want to go back. And I, I'm so thankful for this place. I'm so thankful for God um, and his grace for, for bringing me out of that. And um, it was good to see my family, my nieces, uh, my daughter. And um, I'm just grateful for this place. My brother's keeper. <laughs> All right, so I'm grateful for my salvation. Um, I'm grateful for MBK and second and third chances. <laughs> I'm grateful for my son, that I get to be a mother. That's a wonderful privilege. And I'm grateful for all the ladies in the home. They don't know exactly how much they mean to me. They're the world. I'm grateful for MBK. I'm grateful for the pastor for letting me come back again. I'm grateful for the ladies that in my brother's keeper. And I stayed here over the Christmas holidays. The pastor let my family come up. And my aunt, she was my first dealer. I mean, every time I went to her, she had it. But she's been clean for two months. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, ladies. That was awesome. That's good gratitude. I like that. That's real stuff to be grateful for. No one said I'm grateful for the sun. Of course, it's been raining all day. But that was real gratitude. I like that a lot. Come on, man. I thought you had a knuckle ring on, like Flavor Flavor or something. Okay. It's been a wonderful day. Let me see. To start off my gratefulness today, of course, I'm thankful for the Lord Jesus and my wonderful pastor and his wife. And um, I'm thankful for my wife for a lot of reasons. I, I've given a testimony that when I first met my wife, you know, when I got out of prison, I was in prison a lot for a long time. And God sent me a Christian woman. Wow. Why me? All my wife want to do is she want to read the Bible in the morning. She want to read the Bible in the evening. She want to read the Bible at night. Now it's time to go to sleep. We sleeping. She wakes up, want to read the Bible. I'm grateful for my wife. Now I'm going to show you some things that are, uh, I learned a couple of scriptures by her wonder. I watched four sermons today in a four in a row. I said, wow, honey, how many sermons can we listen to? 
that's, you know, get you a Christian woman, man. You'll be on the right track. But we got up and uh, we was riding down the highway. We like to give all the guys shirts, you know. I got a couple shirts I'm going to get to you guys tonight. But anyway, on the way to Newcastle, we seen 10 wrecks, right? 10. 10 people. I'm talking about bad wrecks, man. And I said, wow, I'm grateful that that's not us. We made it there. We made it back. But uh, I'm grateful to you for bringing something new to our church, to open up new avenues to have a reason to, to have gratitude unfiltered, to give us the opportunity to say, stop being afraid, man. That stuff, that, that little old mama bama stuff that you did, that ain't nothing, man. Paul killed people. Cut their heads off. Put them in lion's den. You ain't did nothing that bad. <laughs> so just put it out there, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of jumping around too, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that little boy. Yeah. That little boy that comes in here. That we have the opportunity to train up a child in the way that he should go. We have that. I'm grateful for that. He brings joy to my heart. And I'm grateful. And uh, I guess that could be about it. But uh, I've had a wonderful day. Uh, I just want to be more grateful, give more of my life to God. Because no matter what I've done, how I've done it, who I did it with, or whatever, God has not given up on me. My pastor said, get back into his presence. Lisa, what you tell me? You, I got this from you. Be relentless. I'm be relentless. I'm not giving up on God because I know he's not giving up on me. I'm grateful for this church. Thank you, for Pastor, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Big John. I love that. I mean, I'm grateful for this. I mean, to have the opportunity, not just for the dreams coming true, but, you know, I, I can't stress this enough. This has kept me safe. Being able to have the freedom, I mean, God bless this pastor for allowing this to happen. Because I know there's some things that come out of my mouth. It's like going, oh, you can't say that. But he's allowed it to go on. And it's made my faith stronger. It's made me more bold. And see, the thing is, is that this opportunity or opportunities like this are available for a lot of you. Like your testimony has so much power, and that's all this is. And sometimes you're, you, it's a new testimony every day. It's what confession is and talking about it and being able to express it. Like it's, I'm humbled and grateful to be able to do this because there's times I don't know what else I would do. To have that freedom and just know that God's going to use it no matter what I'm struggling with, no matter what I'm battling with, I'm now addicted to this freedom just talk about it. And now I don't have the setbacks that I had before, the ones that take me another six months or a year to dig out of a hole. Oh, by the way, ushers, sorry. If anything that I hope that Gratitude Unfiltered inspires you to do, it's to become relentless with your truth. Not hurt people with it. There's a grace, that, there's a grace about it, but talk about what you're struggling with, with someone you trust. You don't have to get on a microphone and do it, but some may, that may be your calling. It may be your calling that you do need a microphone in your face and you do talk your unfiltered truth out with the world. I don't know. If God puts that on your heart, do it. Because obedient is not just following, you know, the quote-unquote rules. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to tell you to take a step, into a step of faith that makes no sense. It could be as something little as you're used to going this way to work, and he wants you to go that way. Maybe it's that to pick up and move. What you don't know. But if you're obedient to that, I promise you, 
God will reveal why. You guys, every single one of you, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it every day until I leave. Every single one of you ladies, God has something special planned for all of you, and you get to use all of it. All of it. But until you are willing to be honest with yourself, your true potential will not unveil itself. Does this make sense? I am, I learned something today. Um, I've been talking a lot about kingdom principles uh, from Dr. Miles Monroe and my, my daily show that I do. And something I heard today really stuck out to me and I, 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 I it doesn't even tie into anything else we talked about tonight, but I want to share this because it, I think it'll apply and matter to you and to you ladies. Like we're all created to be leaders and we're all created to be kings and queens. That's what we're created for. And it can look different for all of us and what our role is in, in, in owning our purpose and what God has in store for us. But part of that is also leadership. And it's real easy to think that leadership is being on mic or being behind the pulpit preaching. Leadership can be sitting and praying with someone. But there's another part of leadership that matters, and it's the most important part of leadership, and that's mentorship. This is my brother's keeper, my sister's keeper. Really, as a group, you only go as far as the next person goes. Those people that left, I mean, may I, I mean, may I ask, just out of curiosity, did that sting a little bit for you guys? Did it hurt? Did it feel like betrayal? Disappointment? Sadness? Did you feel like there was something else you could have done? How many of you, be honest, how many of you feel like there was something you could have done to keep them here? Thank you for being honest. This is something for me to learn as well. I'm so used to walking in a place going, this is how I can help, get out of my way, let me do it, relying on myself. And then after I'm done, or if they don't take my advice, go, well, pfft, whatever, and then leave. The next phase and what God showed me today, the next phase for me is mentorship. And it's very, very important. And the reason I'm talking about this now, it may be a little early to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. As I start to phase out here, I mean, I'm still going to be a part of this ministry. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going anywhere like that. But before I leave, mentorship is a huge part of what I need to do in making sure that the person that takes over this show on Saturday night, that everyone's ready, the cameramen, the directors, the producers, everyone is ready. Also, the seeing new roles that, can, that are available for people to step into. Because the only way that all of this grows, the way that we're believing God, because you said it before the show started, there's a lot of us believing God to take this to global heights and for this ministry to spread for that to happen, people are going to have to step up. So I'm calling myself out that I get to step up and a leadership role for me is to mentor and to teach what I know to make sure that when I leave, it's better than when I got here. So, but that can apply for any of us in any role, in any position that we are at or where we are in life. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm, um, 
I am very, very, very grateful for each and every one of you that are here. I mean, I, the online audience, I'm, I'm used to talking to you guys all the time, and I love you, thank you for watching. But those of you that are here, that are going through it, that are doing the work, that are fighting and pushing through your struggles, I'm grateful for you because you're inspiring to me. Ladies, the same way. Like I watch, like I love it when God reveals things to me about people and, and I, I watch and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you because you play, even you, you all play such an important role in my life and in my walk with Jesus. There's been times that I haven't been here on a Wednesday or been here for prayer, and I got people messaging me going, where are you at? That's accountability. That's brotherhood. That means a lot. I mean, mind you, I wasn't like out while and out or anything. I had a real reason not to be here. But the fact that someone called and checked, there's so many people that are watching online right now that would pay thousands of dollars or more to have that. They've been seeking it their whole life. And that's what this ministry is all about. And that's why I'm believing that this ministry is going to grow and expand all over the world, not just being seen on TV. I'm talking about being there in the community and establishing roots all over the world. So when we ask you online audience to sow into this ministry that's what you're doing because see it's one thing to talk about it on tv but there's no accountability on tv i'm not calling you going hey you didn't watch tonight where were you at even though i can see who watches <laughs> on, on some of the platforms like i'm not doing that right that's not how it really works like tv is a luxury but the truth is it's and the church can look like a lot of things, but it's in the communities. It's where people break bread together. It's where people have fellowship together that real life change happens. And when you sow into this ministry, an online audience, like you give, a, like even giving a dollar, five dollars, whatever, like your coffee money. Like anything that you give is helping build this to make it stronger, to build out the foundation so this ministry can grow because real lives are changing. And you know what? Yeah, some people leave. Some people quit. Some people give up on God. The truth is they're going to come back anyway. And the most amazing thing about this ministry is that they open the doors back for them. They're always welcome because God's not going to give up on them, so neither are we. So, Brad, if you don't mind putting the... Um, the uh, web link on the, the screen, please. Anything that you can do to support this ministry, God bless you, and I promise you, I swear on my life, it is good soil. And maybe I can't swear on my life. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but no one's told me I can't. Um, it is good soil. I've seen by sowing into this ministry, my life change, and the same thing will happen for you. So thank you so much for watching. Um, Father God, thank you so much for just being an extraordinary God that makes everything possible when we make the decision to surrender it all to you. When we get out of the way and let you take over, our dreams get to come true. And it's such an amazing thing and it's such, a, it's, it's such an incredible blessing that we through relationship with you god that we get to understand that life's little obstacles and hiccups are not failures it's not denials it's not no they're lessons they're teaching moments they're moments that we get to rely on you even more why is it god that we beg you for miracles we beg you for miracles and you show up every time and you prove time after time that all of these things that we've worried about and had anxiety about, you prove time after time that we really had no reason to worry. So why is it that we don't fully trust you and surrender everything over to you now, including our dreams, our hopes, the desires, and the passions of our heart?
Lord, I just declare that over this audience that instead of just coming to you when everything is getting a little bit sketchy, that we're going to surrender it all to you now. And those of you that are just tired of running and you're tired of just being sick and tired, that old expression, but you're just, you're sick and tired of running. You're sick and tired of just not having peace. You're sick and tired of the confusion and the doubt and the worry. I just ask that you pray this prayer. Father God, I love you. I'm sorry for denying you all of these years. Forgive me for, forgive me for just denying that you are my savior. Forgive me for all of my sins and just giving in to the desires of my flesh. Tonight is the night that I commit my life to being obedient to you and your will for my life. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be made new. In my life as I know it, I kill my flesh tonight and make me a new creation in you. Thank you for becoming the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Have a blessed night.